It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Guys, fun show today. Uh, it's nice finally having some things to talk about again. So we've got some uh, some news uh, throughout uh, throughout college football and, and some fun Auburn news. we got a, a new number that we discovered. It's, yeah, it's that point of the offseason, but still something to talk about. We have a new number to talk about, uh, as well as uh, some uh, some recruiting news. And uh, Auburn Undercover put up a redshirt story, which I think is interesting. Mark Murphy put that up, and so let's let's start there. Let's start there. So Mark Murphy put out the story once again. If you do not subscribe to Auburn Undercover, you need to. But six offensive players that he's predicting will not redshirt in twenty twenty. And I think some of these are, yeah, sure, that makes sense. And then some of these, I think, are going to be kind of fringe guys. And you got to ask the question, like, is this worth it? Is it worth it with them playing, you know, four games or more than four games? Is it going to be worth it for them, you know, possibly losing, you know, an extra year of eligibility? So the six offensive players that won't redshirt per Mark Murphy of Auburn Undercover. Number one is Tank Bigsby. Uh, I think that should surprise no one. I think a lot of people are expecting him to start day one. It certainly seems like he's on the correct path to do that. He's been very impressive. Now there are reports saying that he uh, he may be a little bit better receiving than they expected him to, which everything I've heard about Tank Bigsby has been absolutely uh, positive, <laughs> absolutely great. I mean, this guy has, has a chance to be one of the better running backs to come through Auburn in a while. And that's saying something when you look at a lot of the guys that – that were in the NFL, including Carrion Johnson, who won SEC Offensive Player of the Year a few years ago. So I think it's going to be cool to see how Tank Bixby's game develops in Chad Morris's offense and kind of what style of back is he going to be at the next level. He could do everything at the high school level. Is he going to be able to do everything at the college level? I don't know. I don't know. The coaching staff certainly seems like he's going to be able to. Auburn fans certainly seem like uh, he's going to be able to do all of that. So... I'm excited about Tank Bixby, and of course, uh, I, I think we would all be shocked if he was redshirted his freshman year. So, uh, number one on that list makes sense, Tank Bixby. Number two, this one's interesting to me, Elijah Canyon, six foot three, 190-pound wide receiver. I think we're all kind of assuming he's going to be an outside threat, um, and this is, uh, this is from Mark's article on AuburnUndercover.com. Standout wide receivers from South Florida have a history of being ready to contribute early at the college level for the 2020 season. Canyon, a big target for quarterback Bo Nix, has a chance to help the Tigers right away. Uh, and, and this has him listed at 6'4", 201. His 247 recruiting profile has him at 6'3", 190. Regardless, the guy's a big dude. <laughs> He's a huge dude. But this is a guy that we haven't really talked about a whole lot this offseason, and maybe I've just missed on him. Maybe we've missed on him here. You know, Michael hadn't brought him up a whole lot either, and uh, maybe that's wrong of us, and maybe they expect him to do some special teams work. I don't know. I, I wish Mark had gone into a little bit of scheme, you know, why they think he's going to get on the field. But 
Elijah Canyon is uh, is an interesting name because, you know, Kobe Hudson, and he's on this list. Spoiler, we'll get to him in a second. The natural wide receiver, Kobe Hudson. But Elijah is a guy that I, I just have a hard time seeing him beat out some guys to climb up the depth chart. Zach Farrar is a guy we talked about a good bit. Shedrick Jackson is a guy that we're kind of expecting to take that next step to replace Sal Canella as he has moved on. And that's kind of the role that I see Elijah Canyon play. Some of that is just stereotyping a bigger bodied wide receiver into that type of role. You know, you just kind of assume that Malzahn's going to want him to block. But the wild card here is Chad Morris. Is Chad Morris's offense, you know, how different is it going to be as far as the scheme and as far as the personnel goes and what he wants out of wide receivers depending on where they're lining up? In the past, we've seen big-bodied guys like your Sal Canella, even uh, your Duke Williams. Uh, and then, of course, C.J. Uzama and, and other tight ends that have kind of moved to play that big slot wide receiver. And that's just kind of what I'm assuming they're going to want to do with Canyon unless he plays outside. But then you don't want to take Seth Williams off the field. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. And, you know, they talk about, you know, Chad Morris wants to use all these tight ends. Well, if you have tight ends on the field and an H-back on the field, you have less wide receivers. And there's just some guys that I just don't see. I know there's a lot of mouths to feed, which is a good problem to have. Um, so I'm, I'm skeptical of, uh, of that one, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Number three on the six offensive players that will not redshirt, Brandon Frazier. The big body tight end, 6'5", uh, absolute freak athletically. His tape is really, really fun to watch. And he's going to be able to do some creative things. Uh, you know, If Chad Morris is that into tight ends, as, uh, as a lot of folks are, are kind of anticipating, it's going to be cool to see him use this guy. Now, is it going to be early on in the season? Uh, probably not, right? It's probably not. So I think when you look at Brandon Frazier, and, you know, is he going to play more than four games his freshman season? That's kind of where it gets iffy for me. Right now, I think he's the fourth tight end on the depth chart. And so as he develops, like, what does that look like for his playing time? Can he do other things? Do they possibly put him on field goal team or something, you know, just as far as size goes? That's going to be interesting to see. Um, number four to me, or number four on this list, six offensive players that won't redshirt in 2020, Kobe Hudson, and uh, Michael Pappas now joining me. If you had to say one thing about Kobe Hudson, what would it be? I mean, he's just a natural receiver. He's a natural he's wide a, he's receiver. He's a natural wide receiver. Right, right. So uh, Michael just joining me. We're going through Mark Murphy's story on Auburn Undercover, the six offensive players that won't redshirt in 2020. Uh, I've gone through the first three. Kobe Hudson, I think, is a guy that uh, I think we all can agree on. Do you agree on Canyon and Frazier? Just real quick. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think Canyon. I would have Hudson above Canyon, probably. But. I, don't, I don't think they're in any order. Oh, okay. I, I don't think they're in any order. I just think it's um alphabetical. Maybe it looks alphabetical. It is alphabetical. Yeah, I'm okay. glad you pointed that out. Yeah, Canyon's just a guy that you and I haven't talked about. Maybe we've whiffed on him. I I, I just have a hard time seeing him kind of climb the depth chart. Uh, yeah, it seems like he's going to play Seth's Seth's position, which all the receivers kind of play. So I don't know. Well, is, is he going to get more PT than Farrar? Or Jackson? That's a great question. Without spring, I don't know. Yeah, that's my thing. It's but, like I, I think they're going to try to retro as many of these guys as they can, just because it's going to be yeah. a weird season. And my understanding is that Kobe Hudson, you know, being that natural wide receiver, he and we can't stress that enough. He is a natural yeah, wide receiver. Is that he mostly does his is going to do his damage in the middle of the field, where there is kind of a hole now that uh, 
Will Hastings is a Patriot. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's well, I think he's Eli Stove. I think he's Eli Stove's backup. And, and I think he can do more damage in special teams. Yeah, and I think he might be better than Eli Stove. He's bigger, right? Yeah. Isn't... And, well, isn't, who, who's like, more of a natural wide receiver, you think, between Hudson and Stove? Probably Hudson. I mean, I've never heard anyone say that about Eli Stove. <laughs> Plus, isn't Stove like 5'9"? And look, I don't want to sound like a heightist, but like I'd rather have a 6-foot wide receiver than a 5'9 wide receiver. Yeah, if you can move like a shifty slot guy, yeah, yeah. sign me up for that. Um, number five, this is the only non-skill player on, uh, on the list. Avery Jernigan, once again, a name I've kind of forgotten about. But Mark's argument is he's the backup center. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So if you go, if you sit in your second team, like, all right, there he is. Yeah, you'd think... If the SEC doesn't announce that they're going conference only, then he'll get playing time in three games. Two right. games? Three games? Alcorn State, cupcake number two, cupcake number three. What is it Sanford? Yeah. Or is it Sanford? I feel like it's Sanford this year. I don't know, man. I forgot all I, the other I, cupcakes. I just don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't care what the, the gimme games are. Some people are really into that, though. So we're going to find out. The buy games. Um, Southern Miss. Uh, they're and, not bad. And, and UMass. Okay. So he'll he'll definitely play in two games. And Alabama. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, that, that would make sense. The number six, uh, J.J. Pegues. So this guy's been the flavor of the month, right? Like, it's like, all right. We've talked about everybody else. Let's hype up J.J. Pegues now. It's like everybody just figured out that he's super athletic and super big. Well, I feel like we talked about him a couple of these. Uh, uh, we talked about him a couple of times, sorry, right when signing day happened. And, you know, they pulled him out of Oxford, Mississippi, and he's a guy who was running the football at 6'2", 280 or whatever right. he is. And, you know, they're bringing him in as a tight end, and he's just massive. Um and then, yeah, we kind of didn't talk about him for a really long time, and now he's back. I'm glad other people are talking about him. Hopefully that's a good thing. I'm just excited. Um, I think uh, you know a lot of people are playing NCAA 14 again, yeah. again, the rosters. He's apparently like the, the roster that everybody uses. Apparently, J.J. Pegues is like really fun to use. I think that's fueling the hype. That may be it. I think that's fueling the hype. That may be it. All right, so uh, coming up, I want to talk about some more implications uh, for redshirting uh, with some stuff that could happen later this week right here on Locked on Auburn. But first, I want to give some love to friends of the program, rockauto.com. Be sure to head over to rockauto.com for any part uh, for your car, truck, or SUV, whether it is a classic driver or your uh, your daily driver. Be sure to, uh, to check out rockauto.com. It is very cheap. And very affordable and very easy to use. So once again, go to rockauto.com and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box. That's at uh, that's at rockauto.com. Also, want to give some love to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code Fetch Me Twenty for your first delivery free. Also, they have uh, they have some exciting things going on right now with their 10 off campaign customers can find it on their facebook page just search fetch me delivery they offer ten dollars off orders over thirty dollars for three restaurants chosen each week so you need to head over to their facebook page to check that out uh you know a lot of uh, positive reviews coming in for fetch me 
Uh, here's one that says, for the second time this week, I had a mountain of work and discovered that I needed crucial work items from Best Buy. Fetch Me brought me those exact items in less than an hour, which allowed me to continue working. Having Fetch Me is like having a full-time office assistant and paying minimum wage for it. Give them the uh, the love, and uh, yeah, they'll make sure to uh, to make it happen. So Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free, or use promo code um, 10 off for $10 off uh, your order if it's one of those special three restaurants. All right, so I think an interesting element to look at here is, uh, you know, there's talks later this week, supposedly the reported talks that are coming about the SEC going full in conference. And I think when you look at that, right now, eight conference games, you may add 10. But as far as redshirting some of these guys, I think if all Auburn plays are, are SEC contests in 2020, I think you're going to be see be less likely to redshirt some of these guys just because there's going to be less opportunity for uh you know for for cleanup duty. Yeah, absolutely. There's there there is less cleanup for le- wow. There's going to be less cleanup duty. I feel like they're all going to get redshirted. Is that what you that's what you said, right? Or did you say the opposite? I think so, less will less will get redshirted. Really? I think more will get redshirted because there's no cleanup duty. Yes, that's that is what I said. Okay. You walking in and out's throwing me off. It's really it's throwing me off also. Steve needed me to record someone I sent him to painter. Cool. Sorry. Um, all right, I guess that's it. Um, let's move into our next topic. Listener question 205-502-4285. You can text or call. Um, Jamie asked, now that Kenshin's chose Miami, what is next uh, for Auburn as far as recruiting defensive back? Uh, there's another South Florida guy. I want to say he's from Tallahassee. Um, his name's Amari Harvey. Uh, I know that Auburn really likes him and is going after him pretty pretty hard. Uh, there's the guy from Pinson Valley, uh, Kool-Aid McClinsky or something. I don't know. His name's Kool-Aid. He's is, putting is Auburn out- expected to get him? It's I think it's Auburn or Alabama. Kind of goes back and forth. Okay. Um, he I believe is putting out a top three on the nineteenth. Uh, he's a corner, um, a basketball player also, very good basketball player. Um, and, and then there's excuse me a couple other guys. Um, Auburn already has Philip O'Brien in the class. He's a defensive back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not that worried about it. Obviously, you'd rather have Kinchins in the class than not in the class. But Auburn's got a lot of other. Um, defensive back targets that 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 they're going after, and I think that I I think they're going to end up with a pretty good defensive back recruiting class here. Bummer though. Um. All right. Yeah. Cool. Two zero five five zero two four two eight five. Mike from Missouri, Texas. Also, just real quick, I think Mike is uh, on a clear path to uh, mm-hmm. be in the Lopa Listener Hall of Fame. Uh, I think he's going to get a nomination at least. So mm-hmm. shout out to Mike from Missouri. A lot of good questions. He asked, what happens to teams like Notre Dame if they move to a conference-only schedule? Mike, we touched on this a little bit on the Friday show, mm-hmm. I believe. But uh, the ACC announced that they expect um, they, ex- they plan on keeping all of their games with Notre Dame. Yeah, but... What about the rest of Notre Dame's games? I mean, it is a it is a fascinating case study because Notre Dame also plays Pac-12 teams and some other teams. I think they that, can do whatever they want. Yeah, I think they're going to end up playing a full ACC schedule. Um, they're part of the ACC and all the other sports. 
Um, I think that this will be kind of uh, I th that's what I'm guessing is going to happen. Uh, the the more funny answer is they're just going to have to play Liberty and UMass over and over. Um, there'd be people that if they did that, um, they deserve they, to be in. They would still want them in the college. Yeah, I mean they off. deserve it. They beat Liberty and UMass ten times. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, we'll uh, we'll answer some listener voicemails in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Michael, let's uh, let's hear from Randy from uh, from Milwaukee asking about the upcoming Ooh. football season. Hey, guys, this is Randy from Milwaukee. Hey, Randy. Um, just calling in. It's been a little while since I have. I've kind of checked out a little bit from sports we because I, I may be uh, diametrically Rude. opposed to the super confident um, – Super confidence of the both of you. I, I don't have a lot of confidence that we're going to play football this year. Positivity, Randy. A vaccine that shows promise is at least in the works, um, which is very possible. You, you could see that, which is shocking and amazing to me at all, all at the same time. So I'll be surprised. I think the SEC will lose a lot if they stick with an eight-game all-conference schedule because everybody else is already playing nine games. And now they might bump that up. So at that point, how does that impact the SEC when you come through with an eight and zero conference record? But Ohio State's sitting there at nine and one, and they played ten games. You know, how do you how do you quantify that? So I think everybody's going to have to get on the same page. And I, I fully agree with the NCAA comments. It's a joke. Right. It's been a joke for decades now. They can't police anything <laughs> that they try to that they try to initiate. And every time they do police it, they police it so unfairly. And I feel like not with every university's best interest at heart. So at this point, it's a great time to sever from the NCAA. The NCAA is a dump. It's a dumpster fire that they needs stink. to be done with. Um, so with that being said, I don't want to take up too much more time. Thanks, guys. War Amigo, love the show. And uh, look forward to hearing more from you guys. Well, Randy... Thank you for coming back. We missed you. Mm -hmm. um, Speci you specifically. Right. We've been sitting around here for weeks like, where's Randy? Right. We love our stats. And we're like, this guy from Milwaukee, like our, our Milwaukee numbers were really low for too long. You, number. <laughs> number. It was one, <laughs> then it was zero. <laughs> we're like, all right, Randy's tuned out right now. <laughs> um, Randy, I don't know about the vaccines and stuff. I, I, I have no idea what all that's going to be. But uh, I actually do. There are a lot in the works. Sweet. Uh, can confirm. People listening don't care. But the, um, <laughs> but I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you know what's going on there. But the, um, as far as the SEC goes, I, I've seen, I've seen some reports say that you know the SEC is going going to adapt by going conference only and then just playing ten SEC games. Mm -hmm. Um, I. I think we'll know a lot more about that by the end of the week is kind of what it sounds like based on what Brandon Marcello is reporting uh, uh, with, uh, with 247 Sports. And I think there's a chance that if they go conference only and play 10 SEC games, 
uh, it may stay that way because it sounds incredible. Yeah, uh, I think they'll have to do whatever the norm is across college football. Um, that is, an, uh, I guess, an advantage of the Big Ten being the first the first conference to announce is they're now going to kind of get to set the table, right? If they say that they're going to just, like, they said that they're only going to do conference games. So now if they're like, uh, we're going to do 10 conference games, like Randy said, the uh, the other conferences are going to have to either do 10 or do more. So, I mean, it's really going to be whoever wants to play the most games. I think it'd be cool if the SEC went said that they were going to play, you know, the full college football season. So they're going to play, what, do they usually play 12 games? Yeah, so then the question is, what do you do with your out-of-conference games where they're not playing out-of-conference games? So like, what does Auburn do about North Carolina? What does Alabama do about USC and, and so on? And I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't know. Buy games would no- normally be the answer, right? But then, um, So then do you have to pay, you know, Alabama A&M a million dollars to come play you? Like, what, what does that look like? I, I, I don't know. And that's that's a great question. It would really help out Alabama A and M. I mean, just putting it frankly, it would help out Samford if if they got that money to come right to come play at Auburn. But I I think that's normally what you would do is, is you find a buy game. I think the coaches would want that game to happen from an experience standpoint. I mean, that's obviously better than just having a bye week. Or, yeah, or, or scrimmaging yourself, right? Uh, and so. Um, I don't really know what they'll do about any of it. I don't think anyone really knows. But I do it's, think we'll know way more a week from now. Um, I just I just have a feeling. I mean, they have to start making, like, definitive decisions soon. They have to start saying, like, okay, this is what we're – I mean, the football season is not far away. Yeah, it's like 50 days or something. Wild. I'm, I want it back so bad. I know. Randy, we missed you, man. But all that negativity on the pod, you just—we <laughs> we aren't about that, bro. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> but call in more. Yeah, we do love you. Um, I'm a big fan of Milwaukee. I've been. My dad used to work there. I've never been there before. Hmm. My dad used to work for Miller Brewing Company in Milwaukee. How about that? He go from there to Pepsi? No, other way around. Well, wait. Yeah, other way around. PepsiCo, Miller Brewing. SAB Miller is what it was at the time. Then Miller Brewing merged with Coors, and they tried to give my dad a worse job, and he was like, <laughs> no. No, and now he makes almond milk. Yeah, sort of. Sweet. Cool. Where can people find you and hear you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at CouchPabTato. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackman. Show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. Show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.